and welcome folks to episode 22 of the Ministry of Dice podcast. We're a UK-based podcast talking about all things Dice Masters in the United Kingdom. I'm Chris, aka True Mr. Six, and with me today I have... Oh, wait a minute. Is, is this when you want me to do that thing? <laughs> yeah. This is, the, this is the bit now? Yeah, yeah, this bit at the beginning. Right, okay. I'll start it now then, okay? Okay. Uh, what do you want me to... Do you know what you want me to say? Shall I just... I'll make it up. Okay. Okay. And now, for perhaps his final appearance as the UK national champion, weighing in at 260 pounds. That's, a, that's about right, isn't it? It's a little bit over, but, but yeah, no. walk around with it. Okay. Weighing in at 250 pounds, we have Andy... The AK England! Woo! Yeah! Hi, Andy. That's that nice. Hello, mate. You all right? Yeah, I'm all right, mate. Little, little known fact for the listeners, actually. Um, just, just while we're on it. It's neither Laurel or Yanni. I think if you listen closely, you'll hear they'll say, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Good evening, mate. How are you doing today? Good evening. Good evening. Oh, mate, I am so excited. I know, yeah. Less, uh, what is it? Just just over a week to go. No, as this comes out, it's going to be, this is the Monday, then you've got the Tuesday, you've got the Wednesday, you've got the Thursday, and then boom! UK Nationals. Yeah. That was, that was an impressive display of naming the days of the week, my man. Thank you very much. I've been practising. Good, good. Yeah, I'm glad you did. It, it, it was very smooth, very smooth indeed. Yeah, only so when this comes out on the Monday, just five days to go. Well, four days really. Four days and the four qualifiers days, really. start. Yeah, absolutely. So this is um, pretty exciting time on our little island now for the UK Dice Masters population. I could definitely sense from you, from the IMs you've been sending me, man, that you that you're getting those those excited but anxious like butterfly twitchy thing going on dusting off your boxing gloves and all that nah I'm going to walk it mate <laughs> what from Southampton you'll be knackered by the time you get there <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'll turn up all sweaty on the Sunday afternoon yeah is it now <laughs> is it now nah, mate <laughs> it's, it's it's all good i've been practicing away like, a, like an eager beaver yes 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 you have yeah indeed um so uh, is that mostly what you've been doing gaming wise for this since the last episode yes yeah most nights i have to say most nights in a a plum-esque hundred games to a thousand games training <laughs> yeah man you, well you've been you've been putting it about a bit haven't you <laughs> like a dice master's slapper yeah, all over the internet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's videos of me on, on uh, desktops around the world. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Beforehand. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's exciting. Like, oh, just to get there and, and get playing and, and sparring away and seeing what people are doing and trying to get into that top spot, trying to keep my crown from going anywhere else. See if these upstart wannabes want to take my championship throne away from me. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think there's a few who fancy their chances this year, mate. Yeah. I think there's a few gunning for you. So, well, I wish you the best of luck now. They, they, um, they can they can talk the talk. But, as Mr. Blonde said, 
Are they going to bark all day, little doggy? Are they going to bite? <laughs> <laughs> what a great quote. So when you lose, do I then come up to you and say, uh, "What's this? It's the smallest violin in the world playing for the?" <laughs> yeah. I'll be too busy cutting off my opponent's ear. <laughs> <laughs> so I can do. Here you go. Here's a here's a little known fact for you. I can do the whole like a virgin monologue off by heart. Can you? Yeah, so uh, I used to have the R- Reservoir Dogs soundtrack playing in the car back in the days when you used to put cassettes in your car. This was, you know, so I, I used to have the Reservoir Dogs and they used to intercut between various songs with yeah. se- sections of dialogue from the film. And one of the one of the sections of dialogue was the Like a Virgin quote. So, you know, just like the same way you start to learn song lyrics because you hear it so many times. I, I can do the whole, the whole. <laughs> um, uh, what was Steve Buscemi's? Was he Mister? He was Mister Pink. Pink. Yeah, Mister yeah. Pink's. Mister Pink's. Thing. I can also do the whole Samuel L. Jackson Ezekiel twenty five seventeen for the same reason because it was on the Pulp Fiction soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. That's that's a factoid. That I might might drop that in for you on the Christmas special, folks, if you're lucky. Although I'd have that's to bleep out the Like a Virgin one quite a bit. Let me tell you what cool. like Virgin's about. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I'm the same man. I've 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 barely played uh, anything other than Dice Masters since we last recorded. Uh, I have finally got round to seeing uh, Infinity War now, though. <laughs> so all the time non-gaming with the hashtag competitive wife uh, spent catching up on the MCU films has has reached its 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 culmination this weekend just gone. So yeah, finally got around to doing that. And would you believe I've got tickets to see Solo on opening weekend? Yeah, so that's nice. So all that time, so we, we should be getting back on the gaming. We've got a holiday coming up as well, and I'll take a bag full of games for the holiday too. So I'll have much more. Um, to talk about in the intro <laughs> although we'll have loads to talk around the intro uh, post expo anyway won't we yeah we'll do a little, like, we'll actually speak about some of the cards on our teams and how they did and how badly they did or how well they did so yeah next um, next episode folks will be a good one to listen to if you are preparing for us nets because you'll be able to hear about the successes and failures over here <laughs> I know you say the cards on our team that we've not been talking about, but is my team not possibly one of the most open secrets on the UK Dice Masters? <laughs> you know. Yeah. Well, uh, unless it's all a massive ploy. Well, I keep telling you all, but nobody's listening. Common Kate Bishop, you've all dismissed it. I've got an incredible team that no one's expecting, ready to go. Yeah. I'm gonna Play keep one it. life. Play one life, win the game. Yeah, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it for the actual national. Once I've qualified, I'm gonna keep it for the actual national event, though. Yeah, that's good idea. Yeah, that's that's where I'm going with that. Uh, so let's tell the folks a little bit what we, what we got lined up in this episode, then, shall we? Well, while we're talking about the UK nationals coming up next weekend, we've uh, in fact this is a great episode, man. This is such a treat for the listeners because we've got not one special guest this week, but two, two. special guests this week. Yeah, so. 
just getting bigger and better every time. So talking about the UK Nationals, we've got a good friend and contributor to the blog, Ben Sedscock. He's come along to have a chat with me and Andy about the UK Nationals to offer his advice and his thoughts about the championships that, that all three of us have competed in over the years uh, and about the UK Games Expo, where it's taking place. And then our second guest today, we've got Chris from Chris and Rob's Games Room, has come along to compete in the Ministry of Dice to the Bar. It's a cracking show, isn't it? Yeah, we're brimming, brimming over the top with amazingness this week. I don't think there's anything more to say. We'll keep this intro nice, short and sweet, and let's get into the good stuff with our guests, shall we? Oh, before we start, I would like to throw the gauntlet down. Anyone at the UK Games Expo that buys me and Chris a drink will give you a shout-out on the next episode. Oh, uh, yeah, cool. That works for me. Um, uh, but while we're doing shout-outs, actually, thanks for reminding me. There's a couple I promised. <laughs> <laughs> Are they going to buy us a beer? No. So the the first no, one. No, we can't do it. Yeah, we can. We can. We can. Um, no, so no. so the first one is Darren over at DZ Dungeon asked me to let folks know that he has two new designs available through the Etsy shop. So uh, regular listeners will know that Darren produces the Mod Pod, which is a a team dice and cards carry case that we helped him kind of put together and come up with a design for. Um, and he's got these these lovely kind of I don't know what you call it. What's the word? Inset little designs on the front, um, just to give it a little bit of flavour yeah. and character. And he's got a couple more designs that he's added to the shop. So if the dice or the concentric circles, the two first two options, weren't to your taste, go and take a look and see if any of the new designs there tickle your fancy. That was the first shout-out that I promised. And then the second shout-out was to Paul. <laughs> Paul. What are you laughing at? Yeah. The fact that you sound as if you've forgotten. Yeah, uh, well, it, it's in there in the depths. It's not technically yeah. not a shout-out, but Paul was very concerned, because I know what his national team is, that I was going around telling everyone what he was planning on playing at the national. So I thought now would be an appropriate time, the Monday before the event takes place, to list the team that he was planning on. No, I'm only kidding. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the basic actions are... <laughs> this wincon is we practice his wincon and how you defeat it is we could do a whole 20 minute section <laughs> we could indeed no i'm only kidding i'm just it's not really a shout out it's just i wanted to wind paul up although he probably won't get around to listening to this because he's always about two episodes behind so we'll hear it after yeah. the event <laughs> we've also we've got a new section coming in the, the the next few weeks called paul forwards book club where we discuss in length a book that uh, paul has listened to that should be fun Yes, yeah, I think that'll be a good a good segment, yeah. Also, there's another section with Paul where he details out famous people called Paul. <laughs> yes, yeah, which I think will be a great segment and could possibly form up part of a uh, an expansion or a team pack to the historical Dice Masters. <laughs> <laughs> right, now let's get on with the show. <laughs> And welcome back, folks. And for this segment now, I'm joined once again by not only one UK national champion, but two UK national champions. What a treat. We've got Ben Scott with us today. Good evening, Ben. Hello. Good, uh, good afternoon in Canada. Well, yeah, good afternoon for you yeah, now. Good afternoon. Now that you've got yeah. to join the Colonials. I know. What did uh, Dave say on his thing that I've esconded? I don't know what, I don't know what that means. Word. 
I know he's a fancy word. But now that no entrenched. Now that I'm entrenched in Canada or whatever it is. Entrenched in Canada. <laughs> Although that's not strictly true, is it? Right now, you were telling me before that you've actually got sunburn. Um, yeah. From your time in Canada, which I'm not sure those. I can't put. Uh, that's like two disparate things in my head. I can't make any sense of it. Like oh, sunburn yeah. from Manchester. We don't get sunburn in Manchester, mate. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I took a photo of the sun the other day just just to prove that it actually came out. I will say though, the last couple of years going to the UK Games Expo, the sun has been right with us on that weekend. You're not wrong, actually. That's true because um, it gets it can get a bit sort of stifling inside the halls, can't it? Yeah, especially um, a couple of years ago. And, and that, of course, is a, a beautiful segue, thank you very much, Ben, because we've come together to have a chat about that very subject, the UK Games Expo. That's that was your cue for excited noises. Shall I do that again? That's yeah. That's that's a great segue there, Ben, because we've come together today for this segment to talk about the UK Games Expo. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. <laughs> you couldn't you couldn't get better help. Um, so the UK National Championship is taking place on the UK Games Expo weekend, which is on Friday the 1st of June through to Sunday the 3rd of June. We've got two qualifiers, one on the Friday, one on the Saturday, and then the National Championship itself on the Sunday. It's at the Birmingham NEC, which, you know, is a fine enough venue, I suppose, if you like big conference centres. And we were hoping to have a bit of a natter about... What were we hoping to have a natter about, Andy? Because I'm rambling here. Save you Obviously, we've been there before, so it was kind of a guide of what to expect for anyone who's new or relatively new to the game or not gone to a competitive event or the Nationals event before, what you could expect to see and who you would expect to meet and hopefully spur you to come and join us and play some Dice Masters. Mm, absolutely, yeah. And both of you guys have been, well, I know, Ben, you've been for going for a number of years, not just for Dice Masters, but because you're a, an avid gamer. Yeah, three um, years. Three years now. That's, so that's the same as me, actually. I've been going for the last three years. Um, it's a, tr- a tremendous event. So should we talk Dice Masters Nationals first and then give our little beginner's guide second? Yeah, sounds like a plan. Yeah, okay. So what, what from your uh, um, championship experience, gentlemen, would you care to share with any new listeners coming along to play in a UK Nationals qualifying event for the very first time? Come and join us. <laughs> is, is that, uh, come and join us come and join us it's it's fun there you go well i think for a first time it's really important to play in the qualifying events right i think the qualifying events are really where you see lots of of the kind of more creative less competitive builds like less people trying to whip up on you all the time and you have to get <laughs> yeah. to play some games and actually have some turns yeah absolutely so even if you're not there to try and qualify to be a high-level competitor, it's still a cracking event because, as you say, you get to see, you get to meet people in the community, you get to see lots of different teams that you may never have encountered before, uh, and it's a good full day's worth of gaming on both those two days, isn't it? Yeah, most of the, I think, uh, the, in the previous years, they've been kind of round-robin events where you will get at least five games in, and they will seed you according to kind of how you've been doing, so... In the earlier rounds, if you start losing against some of the more experienced players, then you're going to get seeded against some of the less experienced players or the people who are running more quirky builds who aren't doing so hot because they read the meta wrong or whatever. So you're going to get even competition, which is always good, I think. 
Yeah, and therefore you're not going to feel like you're getting the smackdown all day long and making it a really kind of miserable gaming experience. Yeah, well, my first experience of it was uh, three years ago. I went for the first to the first Dice Masters event, um, and I lost, I think, every single game apart from one. My last game I won out of five. I got whipped up on four rounds in a row, and everyone was really friendly. It was a really good experience because everyone was kind of oh, this is what you could do with your team, this is how you could change it, this is what I'm expecting to see. And so you got lots of experience, which led me on to next year where I did a lot better than getting whipped up on every single round. A a lot better. (laughs) Did you you lose, you didn't even lose a game in a round? No, I won, yes, I won all, so the first day, I think I drew one in the qualifier, uh, so that was eight and one, and then in finals I went unbeaten all day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wow, it's impressive stuff. Barred and imprisoned. Did you go unbeaten, Andy, in your championship matches? <laughs> no, I know you did. One of our, my friends, Joseph, uh, beat him on the quali- in the qualifiers, and then it's like Joseph's only takeaway from that weekend was he beat Andy. He beat <laughs> when was that? That, that? When was that? Uh, you know, it, it wasn't It wasn't in the actual final, on the finals day. It was the day before. Oh, the day before I was horrible. The yeah, day before did, uh, everyone beat me. You had a similar experience for last year at UK G as well, Andy, right? Not that you lost as badly as I did your first time, but you went and kind of had a kind of mixed day of gaming, but you actually enjoyed the whole experience, right? Is that all? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, when I went to the one where you won, it was my first ever competitive anything that I'd done since kind of sports day at school. So it's, it was bizarre. And uh, I find that I'm not very competitive up to about 10 minutes before it starts. And then, like, <laughs> the, small, the small amount of testosterone kicks in and I, I want to kill everyone. But, yeah, I mean, I, I won some, I lost some. I, got, I managed to get into the final which was a massive achievement. So I didn't qualify on the first qualifier. I think I came 13th. And then I managed to get in on the draft qualifier the next day, which I wasn't expecting. So then on the, the Sunday, the actual final was just, I mean, it was way over my head, the, the play there. I managed to, I think I won, lost one, won two, and then played Andy Spug, who just took me to the cleaners. Um, but it was, it's, I suppose it's why I'm so keen for other people to join in because it was a really enjoyable experience when you're losing against someone who's better than you um, and who's not a as well, which helps. Then you can kind of see what they're doing. It, I found that improved my game, kind of just kind of watching what my opponent was doing of a, you know, who played more and had practiced more and was better at the game. I just I enjoyed kind of watching what was was going on and what was doing and things that other people were doing that I wouldn't have even thought of doing and just just really enjoyed it and found that it, it improved what I was doing moving forward from there and playing when we started the next load of WKOs for the next season. Uh, so yeah, well, I would fully recommend if you're thinking about it. I know there's a few people out there on the Facebook groups who have put their toe in the water and said they'll be coming to the game ex- games expo and potentially uh, you know thinking of playing is. Uh, yeah, have a go. Come to qualifier either on Friday or Saturday. Have a do and see if you can get into the finals. Mm. You, know, you, never, you never know. You might just make a friend who you play for the first time in the first round 
at your first UK national event, who eventually becomes your podcasting partner in crime. <laughs> yeah, you never know. It's weird <laughs> to think, isn't it? It's weird to think sitting down opposite you like two years ago, um, we'd end up doing this. Yeah. There's a couple of things that's really like I want to stress about the competition with Dice Masters. Like everyone is competitive, but it is literally just during the game, right? Everyone is super friendly before and after, and really supportive of everyone else. That's the experience I've had with Dice Masters. Two, it's not yeah. Everyone is not a d- like I've been to a couple. Of, I went to a Magic event and it was a draft event, and I lost. I got whipped every single round. And everyone was just like, oh, your team's not very good, is it? Your, your deck's not very good. Why are you What are you even doing here? It's just rubbish. You're not going to win anything. And I was like, well, okay, I don't want to play against people who are, like, just telling me I'm garbage at the game. I know that. I'm losing. So <laughs> no one like that. No one is like that in the Dice Master community that we've kind of encountered, I don't think. Nah. No, no, I think you're right. And I'd also argue that drawing the games, so thinking back myself, Ben, to a game that me and you played, possibly not at a Nationals, it might have been a WKO, but this was back in the Constantine days. Um, and I, th- I think I may have even mentioned it before, that I kept forgetting to use my Constantine. So you just said to me at one point, mate, I'm just going to assume you're using that to name this <laughs> This dies here. Yeah, that's the well, obvious choice, and it's clearly what you would do if you had any kind of faculties hmm. about you. So let's just do that, shall we? Especially when it's something like that, where it's a kind of requirement that you do name something. I'm not going to make you. Yeah, it's not. I don't think anyone because in Dice Monsters, everything's open information, right? Apart from what you might pull out of a random assortment from like ten dice or so from your bag. You're you know what your opponent has and you know what their abilities do because you can see everything so there's no kind of hidden shenanigans going on really and if it's a move where you're required to do it then i there's no harm in just being like well you're meant to be doing this so you've forgotten so that's different from you know someone for uh choosing not to resurrect or something like that yeah for sure yeah for sure so yeah, if you if you're on the fence, if you're out there, you're on the fence, thinking, oh, is, is this is this for me? Uh, I think the three of us would all highly recommend that you come along for the atmosphere, to meet face to face those members of the community who could become long-standing friends that you you know you Facebook message daily. Even at the most competitive level, I think everybody's very approachable, very friendly, and very relaxed about it. And what an opportunity to play a full day's worth of Dice Masters, you know, uh, in a great central location as well. Um, so what about the expo itself overall guys is there anything if there was any of our UK listeners right now thinking about going to the expo for the very first time you know not just Dice Masters for UK Nationals for the first time but the expo uh, anything you'd care to point out in terms of advice or guidance there well I'm really looking forward to go because I've only been to the UK UK Games Expo once before and that was two years ago so I got a total of 20 minutes in the hall uh, on the (laughs) Sunday before it closed so I'm really looking forward to this time round where the first qualifiers in on the Friday afternoon, getting there early and having a look at everything that I've not seen before. And the hall looks big. I see having a look at the uh, the map of it all today, and there's there seems like a hell of a lot of stuff to do there. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So lots of previews of new upcoming games. Uh, there's, some, there's a number of publishers there um, displaying their wares. There's the open gaming in the evenings, of course, as well. I know Ben, you've done you've done your fair share of open gaming gaming at the over at the Hilton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, they're switching where the location of the tournament is, I think, right? 
Yeah, that's or right. Yeah, that's right. So um, last year I went to the expo and we, we didn't have Dice Masters. I was playing in the Star Wars LCG European finals, and the so where the main if 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 you've been to the NEC before, you can possibly picture this. You kind of come up to the front entrance that's got the big NEC sign at it, and you've got the the hall off to the left and the hall off to the right, and then there's the the pub and the and the pasty shop and stuff sort of through the centre, if you know what I mean. And then they've got the little garden. Yeah. Uh, terrace in the middle well there's another hall towards the back right which last year they used as the tournament event space so the whole of the hilton was then available for the casual gaming for you know people it was just a case of getting your elbows out and fighting for a table which i think is better i, I know that some people prefer the hilton um i don't know because it's got carpet or whatever but <laughs> you don't get that problem later on in your tournament where you've got the casual gamers trying to sort of <laughs> take over your tables and and muscle you out because they're trying to get their pandemic out or whatever you know what i mean but it's um, a lot also a lot it's also a lot closer to the actual exhibitors hall as well right because yes. you know andy was saying that you got 20 minutes in the hall I, that's not going to be the case this year because it's so close i mean last year or two years ago it was a bit of a trek to get to nec and then get back to the hall in time for your game or whatever yeah whereas now it's, it's only a five minute walk yeah, and like I say, you're quite close to. There's, I think there's a subway in there. There's a pasty shop in there. All in that kind of central bit. They've got a, a McCall's news agent. So if you're trying to just grab yourself a sandwich or a hot sausage roll or something, it's nearby. Whereas, again, at the Hilton, I think you had, you had to go for that kind of ramble through, didn't you, to get to some of the amenities. Although, the, what the, what the Hilton does have is they have the kind of food market out in their car park, don't they? Yes, which has some of the best. Which has honestly some of the best food at any kind of convention or any kind it's much better than you'd expect from a convention style food catering yes you have a particular favorite as well don't you Ben? yes i want i would want to give a shout out to becky's bargies yeah there you go becky's bargies we'll have to tweet them and see if we can get um, a partnership deal going it says on the website like a thousand crispy onion angels dancing on my tongue that's the quote well, how can you say no to one of them then? <laughs> but they're all vegan as well, which is like a big thing for my uh, girlfriend. And yeah, it's really good. It's really good. Okay, there you go. So a food recommendation. But there's lots of other, uh, lots of other. It's kind of like a sort of festival set up out in the car park, isn't it? Yeah. But as you cool. say, it's like it's, beer, beer bus and stuff. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit classier though than your sort of your greasy burger van that you get at a, at a, at a say a musical festival. Then they seem to be a bit hipstery, but. The food quality is there, so that's good. And there's a Costa Coffee in the Hilton as well, isn't there? If you if you like to get yourself a, a good caffeine blast to keep you going through the day and stuff. So well, it's also, don't let me near that Costa. <laughs> it's also good to get a. I mean, I think when I when I won nationals, I had a. So I didn't play on the Saturday draft event. I think that really helped, kind of getting a whole day of kind of relaxing because playing three days straight of Dice Masters is super super taxing, especially when you're playing against people who are really good and you have to think every single move so getting out and taking a break is a good time. yeah i found that i couldn't sleep because you've been concentrating so hard all day that literally like i lay down in the hotel room closed my eyes and all i could see was like first term purchase spend this <laughs> buy, buy a serena buy a buy a polymorph by a Hulk and it's just like no just shut my brain off and then it's like two minutes later it's like so if I go second then I can buy uh, like, no <laughs> and then it's like three in the morning so uh, yeah That's, I can uh, imagine that 
Mean, so yeah, but I think the timings of them. So like you mentioned, the timings of the actual qualifiers are a bit different this year as well. So they gave you Friday morning, right? Uh, yeah, it's Saturday kicking off evening. That's right. Yeah, Fridays is kicking off at two, and the Saturday one is starting early. I think that's a ten a.m. start. It's supposed to be finished like quite early as well, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, but that, uh, I mean, I know what you're saying, mate, but we've all been there before. It never happens that way, does it? It, no. s- it says 10 a.m. start, but we put the people won't sit at tables and start playing until quarter to 11 while the tournament organisers fanny about and do whatever they have to do. Um, the, Saturday, the Saturday is really, really busy in the trade hall. So, I mean, it's always good to have something else to do other than being in that trade hall on the Saturday because it's pretty, it's, I mean, it depends how much you like being crammed up against someone's... Uh, Sweaty suitcase, Yeah, suitcase. Well, I was going to say I was going to say suitcase of games, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, there's a lot of people with like granny carts in there. Yeah. Is there? Yeah, making well, their way around. Pull along shopping trolleys. Yeah, man. People go yeah, because people. Some people will just buy all their games for the year yeah. at the games expo, so they save up and buy like however many games is reasonable or unreasonable, like twenty or thirty games, and they have this big pile. Yeah, and there's like a gaming car boot as well, so people like to raid that to see if they can get some bargains. And then what they do is they wheel their their granny cart of of games over to the uh, the open gaming area in the Hilton. So come sort of six o'clock as the exhibition hall shuts up, they they all kind of migrate across and then just crack the games open and start playing them. Yeah, well, last year I because I, I was moving to Canada, I sold a bunch of games, so I had two of the big blue IKEA bags full of games. And that Friday morning, I had to rush in to go to the Bring and Buy, and that was like getting I was getting whacked around because they're like ankle level, right? So people were just kicking them, and mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's pretty mad. Yeah, big hall full of gamers. Actually, when you stop and think about it, it's possibly not as attractive as we. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just, just have to go at do- the right time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I've always, I've always preferred doing the hall, the exhibition hall on on the Friday. I found that the, the pace is just a little bit more leisurely. I think is the word mm-hmm. I'm looking for uh, than on the Saturday. But lots of stuff to look at. Um, I, I'm, I'm particularly a fan of the publishers who are showing their new games. I like to get a look. There's, there's always often someone on hand who's quite happy and willing to give you a quick demo or at the very least kind of talk you through it, which is nice. And there's been a few that caught my eye in the past that then I've, got, I've gone away and, and picked up and have become games that I play quite regularly. Uh, so that's nice. Uh, there's a lot of retailers there. I mean, I, I'm going to be honest. Uh, again, I've said it before in coverage I've done on the expo before uh, on the blog I don't think it's great for a bargain necessarily no, no I, deals or anything no well I didn't so the last last two years I've been I haven't found that there's been the odd thing I've found on the um, on the like the bring and buy mm-hmm. section um, no, but you like you mentioned they, they, they unlike the American cons uh, who don't really do demos or if they do they're like half demos of games um uh, I mean, in the UK, you can actually sit down and play a full-length game of whatever you want. Uh, even if it's like two hours long, you can sit there and do that. Yes. Um, yeah. so, so it's more like it's more it is more like a kind of peruse, decide what you were interested in, and then wait until it comes out. I think to get a bargain or support the publisher like there and then, right? 
Uh, yeah, absolutely. And I think also, um, so I'm coming down hard on some of the retailers, but what there is is some, some more smaller independent retailers that have some exciting stuff. So there's always the guys who sell all the like the novelty dice and stuff, and there's some, mm-hmm. some really cool and interesting stuff there. Uh, there's a dice bag manufacturer that was there a year or two ago, playmat printers. So I suppose it also depends on what you're looking for. If you're trying to get your hand on you know, the latest legendary expansion or whatever, although I suppose what you will find is there's more chance of finding the more obscure thing that you've been that you couldn't get in your local area maybe and also with board games in general like no one is a super mega apart from Asmodee or is a super mega corporation i mean even people like um leisure games right who are one of them, my local stores when i was back home in england they're kind of one of the bigger retailers who are going and uh they're organizing the bring and buy uh, the sorry the the leave the drop off so you can leave your games Mm. and pick them up later it's like a storage thing um so it's good to support those those kind of smaller mega retailers kind of thing yeah yeah our, our friend barley's going to be there isn't he and and mark from the crescent gaming consortium and the board ccg and board game social so check out their stands yeah although yeah. Mark, mark will be with um word forge games won't Wordforge. he with the with the publisher that he runs and uh, the, you see the usual suspects i think chaos cards is usually there aren't they mm-hmm. uh, if you're looking to yeah. pick up some singles and stuff so yeah it should be a good event all around so come on down and see us say hi and come and play some games with us uh, in the nationals qualifiers but i think also make sure you get down to enjoy the expo experience as a whole yeah, it's a really good weekend. Yeah, absolutely. I entirely it's... agree, man. Cool. Any final words of wisdom then from you, you, um, you pair of champions, you? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Insightful. Insightful. Thanks, Create Jen. food and water is the best card in the game. What? Create food and water. It's the best card in the game. Yes. It is. It is. It is. <laughs> just saying that that's my word of wisdom that's my word of wisdom if you want to be good at dice masters play with great food and water right drawn by a five year old boy <laughs> it has cake on it it's um, got a floating cake with no <laughs> table yeah and it looks like a rubbish cake as well <laughs> it really does it looks horrible like one of those creamy horrible fake sugary yeah. terrible things yeah. Um, shout out to the, can I do a shout out to the two team takedown tournament on Chris and Rob's game room yeah so the the we're recording on the same night that they're kicking off the final secrets yeah while. secrets of the trade huh but yeah they're going to about to be kicking off in 10 minutes or so yeah for sure so two team um, takedown it, and it, I really recommend watching if you're going to nationals watch some of those teams because some of them are really good ooh I've, I've, I've been getting caught up definitely yeah it's funny that you should mention the two team takedown though because uh, ben our, our other guest which you aren't aware of right now is actually chris <laughs> oh, okay. he'll be coming cool. up next he'll be coming okay, up next cool. yeah. um, it's like well, james another james wonderful going, segue right? yeah well james is going to the uh, nationals so and he's in the final so james yes will. yes he is from uh, james and that play uh, dice masters yeah yeah, yeah, he's going to be one of the one of the more I don't know one of the one of the better known players. I'm very excited to meet him. He's an awesome, dude. Yeah, he is. He's cool, uh, and his team's super good. Oh, his two teams that he's running at the in the two team takedown tournament are super good as well. Yes, 
Yeah, yeah, very good. Okay, cool. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, Andy. We'll wrap that up there and let Ben get off to the two-team takedown final. And we'll catch you on the other side with our Ministry of Dice at the Bar with Chris from the two-team takedown event. And welcome back, ladies and gents. And once again, we've got a lovely little package for you this week because we have our next special guest appearance. Everyone, welcome Chris Zorowski from Chris and Rob's Game Room, otherwise known as Cheesy Online. Welcome, Chris. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, gentlemen, for having me on. Pleasure. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I, I don't know, listeners, if, if you guys are familiar, but Chris runs a YouTube channel called Chris and Rob's Game Room. Do you want to take a moment just to talk about that for us, please, Chris? Basically, the, the Chris and Rob Game Room, it came from me and my friend Robert Hernandez. We uh, I used to go and play with him all the time at his uh, place, his comic book store, and it got to be too far for me to drive because I'm far away. And so I just we just started playing online. And people were interested in our plays because we made some dumb plays. And so we just made a channel, Chris and Rob Game Room, and people have enjoyed watching the bad plays. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, you've been – how long have you been running the channel for now? Since the end of February. Yeah, so it's not, it's not been all that long. Yeah. So I, I was going to say to you before we started recording, but I saved it until we did start recording. Your logo, I get an overwhelming urge just to look away. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Is that so? This might be a kind of Atlantic difference, but over here, that's that's a game that school children play. <laughs> it's a, it's a game we play over here. And uh, actually, at my last job, I was a uh, I worked at a ring company, and all the workers we all did that to each other. And if you looked, you got hit in the shoulder twice. So it's the it's same kind of game. Just, yeah. 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 It's the same game. Internationally recognized. There we go. So every, every time I bring up your... So I've got my, my subscription feed on my YouTube. And uh, I use my Apple TV box to put the YouTube up on the telly. And every time I bring my subscription feed up... So I've got you and I've got you know some other Dice Masters YouTube channels, which shall not be named today, all lined up on the screen. Yours, my eyes just immediately, like in a kind of muscle memory <laughs> childhood reaction, just look away, look away. <laughs> Well, it's not the intended thing. It's more just for laughs. But yeah, now that you mention it, it might have, might be counterproductive. <laughs> I couldn't even tell you what's on the dice in the middle of your fingers. I've looked away that frequently. <laughs> Although what you have done to freak me out is you've put your you've put this uh, your logo on your on your <laughs> on your Skype avatar. <laughs> It's haunting you everywhere. Yeah, it is haunting me everywhere. I'll tell you what, man, there was this big lad, right? It was called, uh, what was his name now? It was something like Pud or Pugsy, something like that. He was proper, proper farmer's lad round here. He had, he had hands like the Hulks. You know what I mean? Like just mm-hmm. this enormous farmer's lad. He'd been, been brought up on a farm in the Cheshire countryside. I think he actually pulled the plough. I don't think they had a horse. <laughs> and he would play that game with you <laughs> and he would give you such a belt on the shoulder like your whole arm would bruise from the shoulder down to your wrist it would be ridiculous so that's possibly why i'm having this sort of weird pavlovian reaction to your youtube channel logo well nice to know we're causing you stress at all times <laughs> <laughs> yeah man yeah but it's mostly games isn't it get back on track it's mostly your games that you um that you post there 
Yeah, we do. Uh, like ever since uh, we've been doing the our tournament, we've been doing a wrap up every single week, and we've had different people trying to do people from around the world, but mostly people in the United States talking about how their matches went and everything like that. But mostly it's games, and we're thinking about doing a uh, a basically just a show on Wednesdays just to talk about making teams and everything like that. Andy, did you hear that? What? That that was the consummate broadcasting professional there because what a tremendous segue. Chris, do you want to tell us a little bit then about your two-team takedown tournament that's taking place <laughs> at the moment? Absolutely. Um, so basically uh, this tournament is you bring two unique teams, uh, so 10 cards on each team. Each one of the 20 cards has to be unique. And you you have a roll-off to see who goes first, who who pick the loser picks the card of the team they play with. The winner counterpicks, and uh, the loser also picks the order of play. And uh, the the thing that really is interesting about this is you can't you can't repeat the cards on either team, and it's modern as of June first rotation. And you basically have to win with both teams to win your matchup. And it makes for unique thought in the gameplay. It makes for online play to be more than just well, I'm I'm really comfortable just playing this one team. And it also leads you to play with cards that you don't normally play with. And it's like Shriek has gotten a lot of play in this tournament, all three versions. That, that is nice. I like the four cost me. I'm yeah, a fan of the uh, prismatic spray on legs. But yeah, so the um, the event you were just you were just referring to that's mostly dominating your post at the moment. These are this is you guys capturing your two team takedown games. Yeah, and having the peanut gallery uh, comment about what's going on, trying to do the best we can to get into the head of the player, but mostly just probably saying the wrong thing and them not doing what we thought they were going to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's one of the lovely little touches, actually, about the channel, I think, mate, is um, is that commentary that you have over the top. It just gives it a little bit of uh, a little bit of a different vibe and separates it from the crowd a little touch. Uh, and, and you've had our, our good friend Ben on as one of the commentators there. Yes, yes. Ben's. What's funny is Ben came on as a whim because it was like uh, three hours because he was playing someone from Europe and right now he's in Canada. Mm. So he needed a, a little bit of time to just kill. And I was like, hey, man, you can just come on and we can watch games and talk. And he, man, that guy, you can say pretty much anything to him and he just rolls with it and comes back with a witty comeback immediately. <laughs> Representing Ben, well done, son. Rule Britannia. <laughs> Good dude, too. Yeah, absolutely. See, the the United Kingdom is infecting all the Dice Masters content. Just need to get them um, folks over at the Dice Coalition to get a British team member over there, and I think we've infiltrated everything then. <laughs> Slowly but surely. Yeah, I mean, there isn't anyone from Britain on the DM North, but I'm kind of going to let that slide because they've got the Queen on their money. <laughs> so, they- well, I think Ben's going to be talking with them a little bit too. So he he's. He's liking them too, so there you go. He's getting around. Gonna just gonna keep the Queen's English on on as much Dice Masters internet content as possible. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the two team takedown. So I really like that idea. I like the idea of placing people in a position where they've got to think about their team building a little bit differently. You know, just trot out the same old routine. Try the tried and tested and true meta. It it, it puts you in a position where you've got to uh, take different angles and and uh, and look at your cards in a different way. And I'm a big fan of getting those dusty cards off the shelf and going right i never play with this but it's actually really good but it, it's kind of 1.5 good but i can't use the one because it's in that team so i'm gonna have to use the 1.5 i like that idea 
Yeah, I, I really like the point. Like I, what I, the way I discuss it is basically each card you got to consider it having power, and you can only have so much power on a team to make sure the other team isn't deficient in control uh, power or win power or something like that. And it, it's really, it's really rough. I mean, I've done terrible in the tournament, so just because me and Rob made it doesn't mean we're good at it. So, uh, true that, brother. You're preaching to the choir over here. <laughs> Pitches to the choir over there. Although Andy is the UK national champion, I don't know if you know he went to Worlds. I, I've heard some tales. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, I, I'm yet to actually have it uh, confirmed. It's just all hearsay and anecdotal at this moment in time. So I'm still waiting for the photographic evidence. Yeah. It's, it's just like an urban legend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're like Kaiser Sose. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the Kaiser Sose of Dice Masters. <laughs> just criminals. Uh, just uh, like uh, backstreet teenagers hustling Dice Masters, just mentioning your name in, in hush whispers. You better that's, that's pretty, pretty accurate, to be fair. You better put your Dice Masters away and get to bed, or I'll be getting Andrew England on you. <laughs> say aka in the mirror three times and he will appear <laughs> yeah I, I like that he's gone <laughs> <laughs> oh that's a great movie that's a great movie <laughs> yeah. which one we like did about five there <laughs> well i was i was only quoting usual suspects i don't know what you were quoting oh i'd go on to like candy man oh uh, with, your, with your aka's your five aka's that's less of a good movie See, that makes me think of Nicolas Cage and bees when you say the Candyman. <laughs> but isn't that the Wicker Man? Yes, it is. The Wicker it is. Man. is it when I think of Candyman? Because it was the same guy who was in The Rock, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah it was in yeah, The so Rock. In The Rock, he was one of the, oh, uh, the baddies. Um, with Sean Connery and Nicolas Cage. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, do you like um, Elton John? And he's like, what? Because yeah. you're the Rocket Man. It's like, no, he's not. He's the Candyman. <laughs> And then he shoot, shoots him in a rocket out of there. That's not a bad movie, actually. That is a brilliant movie. I like the, the early Michael Bay. Yeah, yeah, he overdoes it a lot of times, though. He if he reins it in and lets lets actors act, he's good. Yeah, for sure. Like Bad Boys, I think was was that like his first thing? It was it was ah. over the top, but it kind of had something about it. The movie it fit being over the top on that. So right. yeah, was he sure. Conair? Have I made that up? No, I think you're right. I think he was Conair. Conair's blinding. <laughs> yeah, it went a bit downhill with Pain and Gain and the Transformers movies, though. You didn't like Pain and Gain? Oh my gosh! The Rock made that movie. He was hilarious in that movie. So The Rock is one of those actors where he'll take a two-star movie and make it three-star just by his sheer charisma and presence. Mm-hmm. Or you put him in a three-star movie and make it four-star movie. There's there's a very small, limited number of actors who'll do that, and The Rock is one of them. So he'll make a bad movie good because you'll just watch it for him. You know, mm-hmm. and Pain and Game was like that for me. Although I do kind of like Mark Wahlberg a little bit, but there was just something about the. I suppose the film was a success in many respects because I didn't like the characters. But you're not supposed to like the characters, I don't think. Yeah, it shows the underbelly of uh, stupidity. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, um, Dice Masters. Yes. So <laughs> Dice Masters. So Chris, you're not just here to tell us about your YouTube channel, nor are you here to tell us about the two teen takedown necessarily, nor are you here to debate movies with me. You're here to face the Ministry of Dice, the bar challenge today. 
oh no (laughs) (laughs) so uh yeah absolutely you are here to come and compete and add your name to the leaderboard today i can't i didn't bring the leaderboard up who's at the top andy it's um me no i don't think that's correct me and james bloor are top that's right james bloor james bloor at the top then we've got matt jordan in at second is it yeah, he's at 10. We've got Michaela and Isaac at 9 each. Nine apiece, yeah. We've got Ben at 8. Yeah. And then it's yourself with 6. Yeah, it's myself with 6. So you, so Ben, you know Ben, of course, uh, Chris. Mm-hmm. So who, who might you be trying to knock off the leaderboard there today? Is there someone with 0? Because I believe I'm going to try to stay above them. No, not currently. <laughs> not, not currently. Not yet. But, uh, the, you um, know, you could be the first. I'm willing to break new ground here, gentlemen. Yeah, sure. I'm 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 up for that. I, I'd say <laughs> no. I'm not going to. Uh, I'm not going to go there. But uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I think you'll be all right, mate. Most people can get over me at six. And your specialist subject that you've chosen today is the Tomb of Annihilation. Yeah, that's my favorite. Uh, that's my favorite set. It's the one I bought the most, played the most, did the most with. Mm, it's a fine choice. It's a fine choice, sir. Okay, so Andy, I'm going to hand over to you then to okay. get, get us off the ground with the bar let's hit the the theme tune about now uh, yeah about now okie dokie so the bar if you've not heard the bar before then the rules are as follows it's two minutes of quick fire questions if you get it right i'll say correct and we'll go on to the next one if you get it wrong i'll let you know what the wrong answer is if you do want to save time if you want to be a bit tactical you can pass if you don't know and we'll go directly on to the next question as we've said uh, your specialist subject is the tomb of annihilation set chris are you ready with a pen and paper and a timer I have pen, paper, and timer. Um, I don't know if you'll hear it, but when uh, Batman Turner Overdrive taking care of business goes off, you're out of time. Um, although I'll, I'll call one minute, and then what do I normally do? One minute and then ten seconds. Thirty seconds, I think. Thirty seconds. I'll just shout random times out at you, Chris, as you go through, just to really help you on your game. Fair so, enough. Add to the suspense. Yes, absolutely. So yeah, I'm all set. I'm all set. Pen, paper. Got my phone ready to go with the timer. Are you guys ready? As ready as I'm going to be. Yeah, sure. <laughs> right. Do you want to count us in, buddy? Yeah, time? I'll count you in. Okay. On your marks. Get set. Go. What is the only one-cost basic action in the set? Pass. What colour is the red dragon dye? Red. That was yellow. There are two pirate captains in the set. Both have the same energy type. What is it? Mask. Or a shield. Uh, what is the purchase cost of all three versions of Artus Kimba? Four. Four is five. What is the subtitle of the rare elf druid card? Pass. Uncommon frost giant cannot be blocked by what? Uh, lower uh, purchase cost. Oh, no, it's level one characters. What is the trigger of the rare poison dart trap, Paragon Trap? Paragon Trap. Um, oh, my, pass. One minute. Okay. Rare Queen Grab Stab subtitle is Leader of the What? Oh, gosh, pass. Okay, the the what colour is the green devil mask dye? 
grey. Correct. What dice costs two less to purchase whilst Tomb Dwarf is active? Um, 30 seconds. I know this. Um, other dice where you use Fabricate. Oh, no, it's Trap Dice. Uh, what energy type is the Tyrannosaurus zombie? Energy type? Yeah. Fist. Correct. What is the keyword on Philandra Shadow Mantle's super rare card? Uh, three, two, one. Energy drain. Oh. I'll give uh, you that. It's energy drain too. It's close enough. Uh, I can't. I'll just stop timing. Stop, stop, stop. What? Yeah. I, I, I had, I'm resting the, uh, my phone on my belly. <laughs> 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 well... Chris, you if did you, indeed it, break new ground. Yeah, I, if you gave me a quiz about myself, I'd probably get a one. So <laughs> I'm <laughs> terrible at remembering stuff. Do you, do you know what, my man? What's that? I got six because Andy set me up with questions about the, the Ministry of Dice podcast. <laughs> if if you had tested me on any Dice Master specialist subject, I would have scored. A flat zero. Every two weeks we have a guest on, and I, I swear to God, I never know a single answer to any of the quiz <laughs> questions at all. And in my head I'm going like, yeah, I know that it's bolt. And then Andy goes, no, it's mask. I'm like, oh, I mean, no. I have to beep that now. Is that a beeper? Is that a bleeper? I think so. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't think I was going to do that well because I can't remember anything, so I have to write everything down for myself. <laughs> well, uh, at least, you know, my man, it wasn't a complete donut. You came in with th- uh, three points there. Um, although there was one in the middle there, Andy, you didn't give the um, the correct answer for. Did I not? No. Okay, what did we have? We had Artist Kimber, purchase cost is five and all three cards. Yeah. The subtitle of the Rare Elf Druid is Paragon Harper. Uh, we've got uh, Grabstab's subtitle was Leader of the Biting Ant Tribe. That's the one you missed. Mm. The Biting Ant Tribe. Biting Ant Tribe. Nah, mate. How, how could anybody get that? <laughs> the thing is, I was just studying this stuff in Red Dragon. I just blinked because I thought, oh, Red Dragon. It's got to be red. And I yeah. just looked at it because I've been building a dragon team and I've had that. And it's like... If I don't have it in front of me, I can't remember. Yeah, it's no worries, mate. It's no worries. Thank you for being game and coming and having a go for us. All right, no problem. Thank you, gentlemen, for having me on. D- did you at least enjoy it? <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed it. I, I actually uh, I actually enjoy answering questions that I know nothing about. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, means, it means that we'll have to have you on again to see if you can beat your score in the future. Yeah, for sure, man. For sure. Or, or get worse. <laughs> No. <laughs> positive, positive mental attitude, Chris. <laughs> Come on, cheesy. Uh, <laughs> Very good. Okay, well, we'll wrap it all there then. Thanks for coming on, Chris. If you haven't already, folks, go out and check Chris and Rob's Games Room on YouTube. Will you be launching another two team takedown once you conclude this one, Chris? We have it in the works. Uh, we're thinking about doing an online draft event. Uh, and we are trying to get people from around the world to do that. It's going to be weird and unique, but we're all about that. And we're also going to be having 
doing a, another two-team takedown after WizKids releases everything worldwide because we don't want to leave anyone out of the tournament. Sure, for sure. Yeah, okay. And so if people wanted to get news and information about that, where would they find that? Uh, Facebook, you mostly put your messages out. Is that right? Yes, Chris and Rob Game Room. Uh, it's it's on Facebook. It's a, it, it's a group on there, so yeah. absolutely. Excellent. Okay, guys. So check out the YouTube channel. If you want to know more about upcoming events that Chris and Rob are organizing online, then go to their Facebook page. Uh, in the meantime, thanks very much for coming on, Chris. We'll catch you on the other side. Thank you, gentlemen. Okay, folks. Well, that brings us to the end of yet another Ministry of Dice episode. It's going to be a challenge for you. I understand it's going to be difficult to spend two weeks without us filling your headspace with the the fine Manchester sounds and the fine Southampton sounds of our lilting English voices. However, stand firm. Be patient because the next episode is going to be a belter, isn't it, Andy? Oh, all the news, all the teams, all the exciting events of what goes down at UK Nationals 2018. Will he still be national champion? Will he not be national champion? Who knows? It's so exciting. Uh, yes, that. Um, <laughs> we're going to be recording some live audio at the event we'll have quite a bit of content i suspect it'll be a longer episode than normal as well so prepare yourselves for that but we're going to be recording some live audio both the qualifiers and at the national championship on the sunday keep an eye on the britroller6.com blog as well because uh, i'll be putting out stuff so keep an eye on my instagram keep an eye on my twitter keep an eye on the blog itself for pictures for updates if i can get my hands on team lists i'll get my hands on the team list i'll do everything i can to make sure that you folks are as well informed and up to date as to what's going on at the uk games expo dice masters national championship 2018 as possible so a big one coming up in two weeks folks if you're coming along if you're a uk listener coming along come and say hi well yeah so uh, what i would particularly recommend is saying hi to andy wally's mid game on, on the sunday that's probably for the best um that's where he'll be his most talkative and conversational um, <clears throat> absolutely yeah uh, so come along say hi uh, we'd love to meet you if, you've, if you're around about on the Facebook page it's, it's great to put faces to names and get that handshake and a smile and we'll see you there otherwise we'll be back in two weeks bye bye Ezekiel 25.17 The path of the righteous man is beset on all sides by the inequities of the selfish and the tyranny of evil men. Blessed is he who, in the name of goodwill and charity, will shepherd the weak through the valley of darkness, for he is truly his brother's keeper and the finder of lost children. And I will strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger those who attempt to poison and destroy my brother. For they will know my name is the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon thee. That's just some cold-blooded I would say to some mother before I pop a cap in his ass. <laughs>